bollocks. Hello and welcome back to Unclassical. Hello, welcome everybody. I am Marsha. And I am Katie. And uh, we're going to start this episode with a disclaimer. Yeah. We have learned. <laughs> I have learned. Well, you learned too because you didn't correct me. I mean, we, this is our fifth episode. Yeah, I, d- I didn't know who wrote Dracula. I've been being taken along for the story. Well, uh, in my defence, I've only ever seen his name written. <laughs> so I've, I don't, I mean, I'm sure I have heard it said, but it's, you know, like, how much you take note of it. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> Dracula was not written by Bram Stoker. <laughs> it was, in fact, written by Bram Stoker. <laughs> Do you just have a question, though? Yeah. So I appreciate that in Shakespeare times, that was a good few hundred years before Bram Stoker. Yeah. But where's the proof he didn't pronounce it different? <laughs> How do we know some, some posh English professor didn't just decide one day? Because well, you look at the gra- the way the um, English language works, it makes sense but to be Stoker because there's no C in it. Well, yeah, if you're going to use logic. If you're going to use logic and fact. Anyway. Anyway, Bram Stoker. <laughs> I do think Bram Stoker flows nicer off the tongue. Bram Stoker. I mean, I've not built much of a connector Oh, either. my God, I've just realised something. What? Why? Oh, no, you're fine. Okay, I thought it was a spider. No, but do you know how I always take the piss out of Jane Austen because she names all the sexy characters Jane? Yeah. Bram is obviously short for Abraham, isn't it? Oh, wait, which one's Abraham? Oh, my God, it's Van Helsing! Yeah, he's like, I am the hero. <laughs> what? Oh, my God, why are they literally all Brian from Family Guy? Like, why are you all so fucking cringe? Well, I didn't even... I mean, obviously, because he, he, I think he gets his full name mentioned once, that um, Abraham yeah. uh, Van Helsing. Yeah. So it hadn't really clicked. I mean, it didn't really click that there was a John and Jonathan until the characters <laughs> came together. Right. But again, Jonathan, John is referred to as Dr. Seward or friend John, or sometimes Jack old fucking books and not being able to choose a fucking name and stick That's with it. Was like, we'll get Jack involved. Who's Jack? Who the fuck? Just why? Why is that necessary? Why like, Jack? Just because it begins with J. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's the same. I call him Jemima. That begins with a G. Fuck off! It's the J. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Reading with Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. what else have i gotten wrong over the years i really thought jemima was with a g no it's a j jemima puddle duck yeah you're right (laughs) it's also what i call vaginas jemima yeah what what was i gonna say oh yeah the other day katie said how i heard a song by dove cameron (laughs) (laughs) you mean dove (laughs) why would you think it was dove because i just straight read it and, and you can't read <laughs> shit man you better tell better tell the podcast people that. the wrong profession shocking discovery in like season 19 or whatever it is katie can't read i can i just make up my own pronunciations so it's dumb. always do you not remember i deliberately didn't put the quote in in this episode because i can't remember how it's pronounced again yeah of that fucking word stertious or whatever oh, stertious yeah. Stutterous. I can't remember. Stutterous. I just kept saying stutterous, but I think that's wrong. And then I said, however, it's meant to be said stutterous, whatever. And you're like, no, no, you're saying stutterous, not stutterous. It's stutterous, not stutterous. I'm worried, Mike Granger. Fuck off. And also, you're saying the same fucking thing. No. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was like, am I. Am I mad? Am I having a fucking seizure right now? Are we cool, man? <laughs> Did I hurt you? Anyway. So, 
apparently technically spooky season is over but we've just learned i can't read and i'm a bit shaken up by that <laughs> um I think you know yourself so we have still got some spooks coming your way because the boys and mina and jonathan are all about to get organized oh i told you they was organized to be fair credit where credit's due well done boys who knew you could do it Mina that does it. Oh, of course it fucking is. So, right. just after the casual affair of decapitating Lucy, yeah. uh, Van Helsing receives a telegram from Mina saying she's coming up to see him with important news. Now then, I have realised something. Yeah, I've said she's going with important news. Didn't write down what the important news was. Read this bit a while ago. Don't remember what it was. I <laughs> <laughs> can't have been that important. I know what it is. Yeah. Um, it's about houses and Dracula. We'll get to that point. Okay. I'll put down um a thing at the beginning of this episode. A lot of things are all like tiny seeds that have been planted over 200 pages come together. A lot of which I haven't mentioned yet because it's really boring on its own. You'll, it'll all make sense. It'll Don't worry about the houses, guys. The we'll get there. We'll get there. Van Helsing is too busy, though. Uh, probably pop him back to Amsterdam because mm-hmm. that's what he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he arranges for Dr. Seward to meet her. So they meet at his house and it's a bit awkward because they bond over the fact everyone and their moms in this is keeping a diary. Mm. Uh, one thing that's kind of important about Dr. Seward's diary is that it's not written out. He records it all on like a talking device thing. It does have a name. It's like a phenonicator or something. Uh. I'm sure someone in the audience will tell me I'm pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> a single particular person in the audience. <laughs> looking your way, Sagittarius. <laughs> it does actually say what it is in the book, but I couldn't be bothered to just skim to find the one word. So mm-hmm. talking device. Mm-hmm. So the two spend their evening, her listening to his diary and him reading Jonathan's. Okay. Because they're like, oh, these things are probably linked, we should probably know. Mm-hmm. When they next meet later that night, Mina is obviously sad having listened to how Lucy actually died and the events, mm-hmm. the events that followed. Can I just ask? Yeah. If Chelsea was to die and you were going through her stuff and you found her diary, would you read it? Hmm. <laughs> Hesitation. <laughs> There's a temptation. Oh, yeah. I'm a nosy fart. <laughs> yeah. If I died, would you read my diary? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Straight out. I don't know if I would read yours. It seems like an intrusion. I'm Marsha. I'm a good person. I, I think I just wouldn't entertain the idea because temptation. So I'd be like, that's going straight in the fucking bin. So, no. Well, if you know, what if you maybe, well, if I'd left it open, it was like, the treasure is. <laughs> well, then, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Get fucked. And also, if you'd been murdered, I'd read it. But I think the police would also read it. Well, I mean, that's kind of half the reason they all read each other. Well, mm. also, I mean, Jonathan, these people have reason. Yeah, it's fair enough. And permission. Like, Jonathan's yeah. like, please read my diaries. Please say I'm right. Yeah, yeah. No, these people, yeah. I, yeah. No beef with these. I'm just saying if you're a nosy cat. <laughs> well, they did also all read um, Lucy's diary. <laughs> just for bands. Like, well, if we're reading diaries. I just thought off. as well, because there's a bit about, like, how mean is a bit, like, mm, I know things about you guys that you probably wouldn't want me to know. Not a huge, but like, you know, like, I know that you all proposed to Lucy. I didn't know that. Um, and of, she writes out all of the um, letters, all of the notes and everything, all the newspaper things in a chronological order so it all makes sense. Yeah. Which means she's putting, which obviously has, is the book so far. Yeah. So she's, she's done the Lucy's letter there. I'm just imagine like, can we read what you've got? No. No. I, I, I don't want to, sweetie. It's not for you, honey bun. It's not for you. Talk about you being burned. Burned. Um, so anyway, when they meet later that night, Mina is sad about Lucy, um, but mm. she also... she's not over it yet. She also types his all out, oh. so all of Dr. Seward's, oh. in a night, in an evening. Mina's fucking on it. 
wizardry. It takes me like a day to write an hour's worth of notes. Mm. And so just for context, this I've written 10 pages of notes. Mm-hmm. His diary makes up the majority of the book. Oh. Well, I'm on page I like mean, 300 by this point. You have to think about what you're writing though. She is just transcribing. Yeah, but it's being listened. She, uh, she's probably writing in short. Can you do shorthand on a typewriter? I don't know how she's doing it. Anyway, wizard. Wizard, wizard. Wizard. Amazing. Mina yeah. um, notices that Renfield, who is Dr. Seward's patient who eats flies. Uh, him? Yeah, I remember him. His murderous outbursts and attempts at escape, which I didn't massively go into, um, but he had, like, a couple of attempts to escape. Well, he did escape, but didn't get very far before he got caught, and then he tried to, like, beat um, Dr. Seward to death. Oh, wow. Like, shouting about, like, you are not important, I must go to my master. Um, But as she's written them out, she realises that they um, coincide with when Lucy was subjected to being bitten. Ooh. Could these be linked? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they are because we sort of know like what the book's about, but um, uh, I probably wouldn't put that together if I'm honest. Well, that's part of the thing, like that they say, like um, Doctor Seward's like, oh, you know, they're all just being on a device and on various tapes. Mm. You can't physically see where things are connected. Mm. So having it in a written form, he's like, you're really bringing the plot together. Yeah, you're really helping Mina. Yeah, you're doing so solid work. She is. So the plot and the party are all coming together. And next morning, Jonathan Harker joins them at Doctor Seward's house in the Doctor Seward house. Oh, <laughs> day thirty-five in the Doctor Seward house. And everyone's still bricking it over fucking Dracula. Planning. <laughs> still planning, still bricking it over Dracula. Oh. As Lucy got ahead, no, don't tell him. No, um, don't, don't tell Arthur. He did not. <laughs> Like <laughs> he did not consent. Dr. Seward remarks how very clever um, the man looks. Great. To who? Um, to, just to himself in his diary. About himself? No, about Jonathan. Oh, about Jonathan. This is what I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. I look very clever. No. <laughs> That's what I wondered. No, he's like, Jonathan Harker. A clever looking man. Like, why are you burning? <laughs> he's wearing glasses. <laughs> Probably. Um, so now we just need Quincy and Arthur to meet the Harkers and everyone will be best buds. Mm-hmm. And oh, what best buds they will be. Yeah. So I don't think Bram... Stoker <laughs> knows much. Not salty at all. Knows how to make friends because of the interactions between Mina, Arthy, uh, Arthy, <laughs> Arthur, and best Quincy. Best friends, Arthy, Arthy. They're just really fucking weird. Yeah. Like, so it doesn't start off too bad. Here's their initial meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is Mina's diary. Um, Lord Godalming and Mr. Morris arrived earlier than we expected. Dr. Seward was out on business and had taken Jonathan with him, so I had to meet them. It, it was to me a painful meeting, for it brought back all poor dear Lucy's hopes of only a few months ago. Of course, they had heard Lucy speak of me, and it seemed that Dr. Van Helsing, too, had been quite blowing my trumpet, as uh, Mr. Uh, Morris expressed it. Sexy. Right. <laughs> well, I say... Well, I say I did. I want to burp too. Uh, oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Poor fellows. Neither of them is aware that I know all about the proposals they made to Lucy. They did not quite <laughs> know what to say or do, as they were ignorant of the amount of my knowledge, so they kept it to neutral subjects. Okay, cool. <laughs> Awkward, but that's understandable. So, did Lucy ever like to talk about the sun or, you know, the lovely weather we've been having? Sure. Yeah, it was... Um... 
that was nice <laughs> excellent um so they're all chatting and arthur starts to get a bit emotional um talking about lucy yeah you would. which is fair what's fair that's valid that's totally valid of you he says i know you loved my poor lucy here he turned away and covered his face with his hands i could hear the tears in his voice mr morris with instinctive delicacy just laid a hand for a moment on his shoulder and then walked quietly out of the room that's ah yes all the comfort instinctive of delicacy like this is what you need a pat on the back and not to be heard. Yeah, I'll literally. I can't think how to do a Texas accent. Texas, that's all the comfort a man needs. <laughs> that's all the cunt needs. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's all this cunt needs. Good day to you. Good day to you. I'll be out my way now. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I suppose there is something in a woman's nature that makes a man feel free to break down before her and express his feelings on the tender or emotional side without feeling it derogatory to his manhood. Oh, my God. It's disgusting. So... I just also feel sorry for the men. Like, you can't process it. Your fiancé is dead. Your fiancé. Yeah. I was not aware that I'm the only person that says fiancé. Apparently, I fucking look, am. Look, if we're going to be flagging people's <laughs> pronunciations, let's talk about that. I know it's fiancé. I just prefer fiancé. Your fucké. <laughs> yeah, fiancé. Anyway, his fiancé is dead. Like, and he's just like, well, it's not very manly to grieve. Yeah, like, fully. No, I think we have to process our emotions. Otherwise... Like grown-ups and do it ourselves. I heard he put a pistol in his mouth in the fall of 68. Or so I heard. Or so I heard. Nice. <laughs> well, just say, you don't have to process your emotions all by yourself. Therapists are great. I'm just mm. saying that you can't just be like, oh, yes, I've been through some horrific shit. But no woman has spoken to me about it, so I shall feel nothing. Yeah, women aren't there to, like, help you process your emotions. Are you like, sure? Because n- according to Bram Stoker, they are. I mean, according to fucking society, they are, no. like, quite a lot of the time. But, um, but no, no, you've got to take some responsibility. It gets worse. Hang on. So when I was editing it back last time, I made a promise to myself to stop doing stupid accents. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when Arthur found himself alone with me, he sat down on the sofa and gave way and utterly and openly. I sat down beside him and took his hand. I hope he didn't think it forward of me oh, and that if he ever thinks of it afterwards, he never will have such a thought. There I wrong him. I know he never will. He is a true gentleman. You're weird. Like, I hope he doesn't propose to me. <laughs> I mean, he came out top trumps last time, but I'm a married lady. I would hate for him to experience what his mates experienced. Like, you're weird. Yeah, weird. Shh, Mina, you're strange. <laughs> if sympathy... Um... Shush, Mina, you're strange. Literally. <laughs> oh, so then she says this. If sympathy and pity can help in your affliction, won't you let me be of some little service? For Lucy's sake. In an instant, the poor dear fellow was overwhelmed with grief. It seemed to me that he had of late been suffering in silence, found a vent at once, because that's all women are, a vent for men's emotions. Mm -hmm. He grew quite hysterical and raising his open hands, beat his palms together in perfect agony of grief. What? Beat his palms to grief. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the monkey from um, Toy Story is like, da, 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 da. it's like that, but sad. <laughs> That's an expression that comes up a fair amount in this of like moments of like particular, like extreme anguish. He beat his palms together. Wait, I feel if you cut them, is that more? <laughs> or air? <laughs> Just like with the fingers bent backwards, smacking the palms. Ah. Uh... I mean, I do that sometimes, but I'm also quite weird. <laughs> what? When, when do you do it? I do that sometimes when I'm stressed about things. It's quite it's a way to soothe it. Okay, you guys gonna, can't see what I'm doing. We'll have to put a video up. She's just... she's. Well, you, you know you, what? It, you can hear, guys. She's not smacking them, but... 
But there is contact. More I do that, more I shake my hands. Oh, you're weird. <laughs> releases, a, releases anxious tension. Shake it off. Shake it off. I learned from the best. T swizzle. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, enough anyway. about me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he beat his palms together. Um, he stood up and then sat down again. So play musical chairs now. And the <laughs> Sorry, tears... it is you. Uh, uh, stand up, no, it's not good. I'll sit down. Oh, it's worse. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Basically, and tears rained down his cheeks. I felt an infinite pity for him and opened my arms unthinkingly. With a sob, he laid his head on my shoulder and cried like a weary child whilst he shook with emotion. Mm-hmm. We women have something of the mother in us that makes us rise above smaller matters when the mother spirit is invoked, said no what's, woman. Yeah, so no woman ever. And what's the smaller matters? The fact that he's a man that's not your husband? Or? And his head is on her tit. Oh. But I shall mother the boy. Yeah. Okay. I felt this big sorrowing man's head resting on me. And so Sorry, it... can I just go back to the fact it has to be the fact that, like, oh, it's a female thing, it's a mother thing, only women can do that. It can't just be like, I had a moment of compassion for someone that had lost someone they love. Not just one person, his dad also oh, yeah, died. His dad, it's, it's it's... Arthur. Arthur's been through the fucking mill. Yeah, so you can't just be like, I felt compassion for him, like, and as was... a mother. Because it's also the thing, isn't it? Like, it's the fact that they're making it so weird, like, as a woman, I can do this. And, like, none mm. of his friends do. It's like, no, because every time he's shown emotion around his friends, his friends have just been like, there you go, fuck you mate off i go yeah exactly like because it's that thing isn't it like the second someone's like you okay that's the mm. moment when you're like ah, no i'm not okay yeah, don't you? that's one time i cried in public just the once <laughs> and um, i was like well someone asked if i was okay twice oh yeah that's the thing the first one you can kind of be like yeah like, you sure you're okay? You? No! Like, don't fucking two okays me. And um, yeah, I told someone else about that. Like, oh, they should not two okay you when you're in um, public. That's that's really rude. No. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure I could come up to anyone and say, are you okay twice and make them cry? <laughs> she played play at the supermarket. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Oh, in the supermarket when I called you a loser and you thought I was just saying it to a stranger and you stranger this lady <laughs> casually doing her shopping and just as we were past her she answered her phone and was, and was like oh i thought it was you and it kind of made me jump because i thought she was talking to me and carried on my way because obviously she wasn't fine and over my shoulder and marcia called me a loser standard but i thought she just turned to the lady and went loser and i was like marcia, she's just a lady such, doing her shopping Leave her alone. such a loser such a loser <laughs> what no, I have no idea. No, you're a loser. Yeah, fair. Anyway, I felt this big sorrowing man's head resting on me as though it were that of the baby that someday I may lay on my bosom. And I stroked his hair as though he were my own child. I never thought at the time how strange it all was. But it is Sorry, fucking you strange. You were crying or something like, it's okay, little baby. I'm just thinking of the baby that will one day lie there. Okay, you made it weird. Get off. But also, can you, like... I completely get that, you know, it doesn't, it's not necessarily the person you think you might break down to, but and whatnot. That's all that it's the person who asks the double okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she is literally a stranger. Yeah. I mean, again, it's just giving me confidence in the supermarket game of double okay. Oh, really? <laughs> Can you imagine just one time? <laughs> this is savage. So I used to work in a um, hair salon, and obviously, you know, you're washing people's hair, and you're like, you're all right, how are you doing? And it wasn't my lady. And bless her. But Jesus Christ. <laughs> so the person who was washing hair at the basin next to me had this lady. And she's like, have you been? And they just went, um, well, my dad died. And burst into tears. Oh, my God. 
And obviously that is awful. I'm not disputing that. I'm not making a joke of it. I'm just saying that the fear in my colleague's eyes in that moment of, oh, shit. (laughs) And just there, like, awkwardly shampooing her hair. Just like, oh, I'm I'm so sorry. I had a lady start crying when I shampooed her hair because it was just when the lockdown over Christmas was announced. And she had her, she was like, do you mind if I watch the announcement while I'm, because it's it's live while I'm washing her hair. I was like, yeah, of course you can. And obviously then it was announced, yeah, you're not going home for Christmas. And she started crying. She's like, I'm not seeing my family for Christmas. And I was like, I'll give you a free treatment. Yeah. (laughs) Would you like some hair serum, sweetie? Because you can do it. No, it was just like, oh gosh. (laughs) That that is awkward. Okay, yeah. Poor lady with um, her dad died. She was just, it was all quite fresh still, but she was okay. Fresh like her new colour. You look great. (laughs) Your dad's dad. Like you're a colour, you look great. <laughs> hey, well, we're coming back. Right. That's fair. Um but yeah, it's weird that he just breaks down. Anyway, it's just gross the mother's thing. It's not weird that he breaks down. He's allowed to break down. No, you it's weird he breaks down on on a stranger. You can't control these things. The double okay. Double okay. I don't mean that breaks on her, I mean the full nuzzling into her bosom. Well, you know, any... <laughs> I was going to say, I was a girl, I'm joking. Um, if it was two women, I'm sorry, but it would be different because yeah. women are nice. Do you remember when Dad wrote that story and there was, like, some woman and he wrote that she hugged him into her bosom or something and I criticised it and Dad was like, well, what would you say? What would you say? What would you have done? Uh, I Probably like, wouldn't feel the need to focus a... on her boobs. Yeah, I was like, she gave him a hug. <laughs> he was like, but, you know, she, he f- it felt so warm and comforted in her tits. Like, it's, just, it's he, he boobly boobed right down the hall as she boobly boobed. He boobly boobed into her bosomly boobly boob. Boobly boob into her bosom. Ah, bosom's just the worst word. No one should ever say it. Bosom is only acceptable if it's everybody needs a bosom crack. <laughs> everybody needs a bosom. And again, I don't actually like that because I feel it makes you sound entitled. It does, but it is also funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it is funny. Okay. Only women are allowed to say it. Yeah, they are. Only women. People with boobs. Best. Only as a joke. Only as a joke. Never say bosom sincerely. Don't do what Mina's doing and being like, I have the mother spirit. I have the bosom. I have the bosom for his head to nestle. <laughs> I'm the mother bosom. I think of him as my baby. Say mother bosom. Mother three, bosom. Three times fast. Mother bosom, mother bosom. <laughs> <laughs> mother bosom, mother bosom, mother bosom. It's hard. It's like an angry fly. <laughs> mother bosom. <laughs> mother bosom, mother bosom, mother bosom. <laughs> It's like a queen bee. <laughs> mother bosom, mother bosom. She is the mother bosom. Mother bosom, mother bosom, mother bosom. Okay, but I do want it on a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm a choice. <laughs> and just one over your belly button. <laughs> Why would you need one over your belly button? Because you have to say it three times. Mother bosom, mother bosom, oh, mother bosom. Oh, I see. Right, yeah, I got you. So just have a, say mother bosom three times really fast. Anyway, back to the story. <laughs> so after the mother's uh, Arthur then says, He told me that for days and nights past, weary days and sleepless nights, he had been unable to speak with anyone as a man must speak in his time oh of true God. sorrow. 
there was no woman whose sympathy could be given to him. Or Sorry, with they her... are literally... Women and therapists in this book are interchangeable. Fully. Owing to the terrible circumstance with which his sorrow was surrounded, he could, um, he could speak freely now. I know now how I suffered, he said as he dried his eyes, but I did not know even yet, and none other ever can know how much your sweet sympathy has been to me today. This is quite sweet. Yeah. Um, I shall know better in time, and believe me that though I am not ungrateful now, my gratitude will grow with my understanding. Then this bit's a bit weird. <laughs> you will let me be like a brother, will you not? For all our lives, for dear Lucy's sake. For dear Lucy's sake, I said as we clasped hands. Oh my God. And this is why I don't believe Bram Stoker ever made friends. No, that's fucking intense, Bram Stoker. I mean, imagine yeah. a strange man who was just... So you've asked the double okay of a man yeah. you've just met because you know he's been through a lot and he's mm. had a breakdown and you're yep. like, okay, mate, let's, let's mm. have a hug. Yeah. Let's, it's okay. It's mm. okay. It's like hack. Okay. And then he grabbed. Well, he didn't grab her, but he was like, "Let me be a brother for you." And he's oh. like, "Yes, yes." I was going to call him Bram Stoker. No, what's his name? Arty. Arthur. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Arthur. Weird. I, I don't know why I can't say his name. <laughs> and it's like, I, I am not undermining what Arthur has been through. Arthur has been through the fucking mill. Yeah. But the whole thing of like, I couldn't be sad or like show my sadness because there was no woman there. It's like, what? mate, that I'm not denying. What that. a sad little existence. It's like. You can feel sad without the presence. You can yeah. let your emotions out, and you should, because you have been through a lot. You're going to be feeling a lot. You have to let it out. Isn't it just, like, the fact it said, like, fact, though? Like, of course I haven't been able to let my emotions out because it's not been a woman. Oh, of course. Come and let it out, sweetie. It's like, like, thanks. Well, no, because but your woman died. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> there was no one there at all. You get a replacement. But, yeah, like, oh, just no, no. No, no, no. Um, we were saying um last week how that men don't process things on their own um, or with their male friends in the same way women do. Yeah. Like, we're a lot more like, okay, I'm sad. I'm not saying this is a blanket rule for all men, obviously, mm. but it does generalisingly seem to come that way that women can Talk come, through their emotions Talk more. through their emotions, deal with it. Yeah. I mean, you know, that is a failing of um, toxic masculinity. And that's mm. why... Um, well, actually, um, it's like a tangent, guys, but this I thought was interesting. You know how... And I'm not disputing this at all because it's 100% really important. But you know how there's a lot of talk about around mental health awareness and how men are more likely to commit suicide? Yeah. Um, I like here to take your thing off your lip for serious conversation. I, I got like a little ear cuff thing and um, it's a bit shit. It doesn't really work. So I've been giving myself septum piercings and lip piercings. And at that point, I had it in the middle of my top lip. But we're talking about suicide, guys. Have a bit of fucking respect. Katie, please continue. So um, we, I was talking about this with um, my partner about... um male suicide but when he's gonna <laughs> do it don't okay. joke about it katie jeez um and we looked it up because we wanted to know a little bit more about it because we have really fun evenings clearly, <laughs> clearly. so james search it suicide <laughs> um, but no what we found out was uh, that apparently women are much more likely to attempt suicide than men oh men are just more you're gonna say men are just better at getting the job done i want to Successful is not the right word. Completed suicide, that's yeah. the thing. They're, they they complete it more. Yeah. And it's generally down to method. Men tend to be a bit more brutal with their attempts. You're going to have to put a fucking suicide trigger warning on this one. Yeah. I'm Okay, we don't have to discuss it, but I do wonder what the most chosen method is for men and what the most chosen method is for women. Women is... Do you want me to say Trigger warning, guys. Skip ahead 10 seconds if you don't want to know. Women is overdose and mm. men is either um, 
is, is like violence, so it's like throwing yourself in front of a train or something to Ooh. that effect. So not like hanging or that kind of violence. More like that throwing didn't... yourself off buildings yeah, in front of trains. Yeah, came up more. Oh, this is getting dark, guys. But I think a lot can go wrong with hangings. Like hangings are quite specific of what's going to break your neck and what's just going to slowly strangle you. I do think a lot of people in hangings don't break their necks. They just, um, yeah, strangle themselves. Yeah, but I think they get themselves in a situation they can't get themselves out of it. So, a horrible way to go. Fucking horrible way to go. If you are someone who has been triggered by this, or is know someone who has been triggered by this, it it's okay. Seek help. Yeah. There's help out there, and people do care. They really yeah. do. Yeah, they do. They do. Right, let's get back to some fucking vampires. I'll fucking talk to you if you need. Like, I'm a bit of a twat, but I'll do my best. <laughs> Jesus, don't, <laughs> don't hurt yourself. I've got boobs. Come in my mother bosom. <laughs> uh, would you like to lie on my bosom? <laughs> That's Can you what imagine you getting arrested? Like, I'd like to like. I don't need to die. <laughs> yeah. Come on, then. Don't take advantage of it. Don't be a fucking. Don't, don't take advantage of it. They're nice boobies. <laughs> I worked hard on these. I worked hard on it. Did you? No, not really. No, it no, just no, kind of genetics. popped up one day. <laughs> and I was like, one day I went into a boob shop and I was like, well, I think I'm a C. And the lady was like, ha! You are an F. And I was like, oh, <laughs> how do you know? <laughs> how do you know? How do you know? You've been to Bravissimo before I started working there, hadn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got sized up. You got sized up, and they were like, "You're really." Don't think it was actually at Bravissimo. I think it was at Debenhams that it happened. Oh, there you go, then Debenhams. Right, carry on. That's my boob story. (laughs) So, um, for Quincy and Mina, they had a very similar kind of moment where Mm. um, he was like, "I understood you." That was a terrible Texas accent. I'm sorry. Eat that <laughs> <laughs> There's a snake in my boot. I understand you've been a great friend to Miss Lucy, but you better be, be like a brother to you. Oh, yes, I would love that. God bless you, little girl. Hey, you call me little girl, oh. just like how you used to call Lucy. Uh, gross. Disgusting. Disgusting. Um, <clears throat> so now, everyone knows everybody to business. Yes. Uh, the first things first, uh, Mina asks Dr. Stewart if, Seward, Not, if yeah. she can meet Mr. Renfield, as she's read so much about him she wants to talk to him. Uh, naturally, you can't just ask a doctor mate to chat to a patient in an asylum because you're interested. You that would be, in the 1800s, that would be absurd <laughs> and against all safeguarding and protection. Was, oh, wait. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you absolutely totally can. can. He's in the corridor. He lives. He's in the bedroom five doors down. Uh, what? Brilliant. They're Amazing. in the same fucking house. Like, he's literally, like, the couple rooms below Lucy, um, Amina's room. So why is he not in the prison? That Dr. Seward's house is the prison. Homely. So, asylum. Yeah, they make a note of that when Mina first comes over. He's like, she clearly didn't like it very much. I can't blame her. It is an asylum. Lord, you do live in an asylum. Hilarious. But, like, you know, if I, if you went on, like, a date with someone... And it would be a massive red flag if they were like, I live in, a, in an asylum. But you it'd could. also be cool. <laughs> I I know someone. No, it's very exploitative, actually, in real terms. I know someone who um, li- lives in a block of, who lived in a flat, but mm. was converted from an old asylum. Cool. And, oh my God, it was, I, I don't believe in ghosts until it's dark and I'm on my own. <laughs> so haunted. Yeah. It was so creepy. On one, of the, on one of the walls outside, it had something scratched in. It was something like, mm. in Satan we trust. Disgusting. I love Amazing. it. Amazing. Love it. They don't live there anymore. I think they rent... Because they, they owned that, that house. Don't they sold it or rent it out? Oh. I think it was 
Someone Can I stay mu- in your house? Someone at the museum, so we're leaving the museum today and because obviously it's getting like proper dark now, so all the lights are off, so the whole museum like was in proper darkness. And he said something as we're coming up the stairs like, ooh, is anyone alive out there? Is anyone alive out there? <laughs> and I was like, lol. And he was like, um, oh, not alive, ooh, probably, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? And I, because I've heard a few people have had weird things in the museum, but the museum's not an old building. Yeah. And um, I suppose it's got a lot of old artifacts there. It's not, well, you know. Anyway, um, he was like, I was like, oh, have you had some weird experiences here then? And he was like, yes. <laughs> she was like, me and, um, I forget her name, but this other woman that used to work there, he was like, we were setting up in the morning and um, I heard like um, men talking and he was like, and down like this little like corridor bit, he was like, you can hear chains moving along there. And I was like, gross. And um, he was like, yeah, like we were setting up and it was only us here in the morning. And he was like, to the point that I think, I can't remember what he said, but he was like, you know, I went and got like a broom or something. So I was like, someone is in here with us. And I think it was just something out of the corner of my eye, but where he said he saw chains, I did think I saw someone earlier when I was setting up and then no one was there. But um, whatever. <laughs> my stance on ghosts has always been, if you believe in ghosts, you will have ghost experiences. Mm. But if you don't, you will always find something to justify. Like, it was a trick of the light. I'm imagining it. It's probably someone down the road making noise. Or, like... Mm, that's true. Things like that. Mm. But, like, I haven't... A lot that I can think of, but then I suppose I always try and find, like, the reason. Mm. So I've, like... That's what Uncanny do, isn't it? They try mm. and find the reason. And then when you're listening to you're like, wow, there is no reason. Well, they were in bed, so they were probably asleep and it was a dream. Like, that's yeah, that's a pretty good reason. <laughs> that's, pretty good. that's pretty fair enough, actually. And also, like, and also, we don't actually know these people. They could just be fucking liars. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Um, but, yeah, I'm very... Um, I'm very susceptible to the idea of ghosts because people tell me ghosts isn't like, true. All true. Yeah. Facts. But, yeah, I don't actually believe in them mm-hmm. anyway, and i'd like to keep it that way <laughs> back to vampires yeah um, which is definitely true anyway yeah. so uh they stroll down the corridor to mr renfield's room uh before going in dr seward goes in to announce that mean has come to visit renfield so basically renfield basically be like uh i've got a lady here who'd like to meet you and he's like why yeah to be fair <laughs> He's like, she just wants to meet, she's she's read about you and she wants to meet everyone in the house. And he's like, and so this, and he says, oh, very well, he said, let her come in by all means. But just to wait um, a moment till I tidy up the place. This is Renfield, so I yeah. guess. Oh, well, you know, at least, you know, he cares about presentation. Uh, his method of tidying was peculiar. He simply swallowed all the flies and spiders <laughs> in the... Yeah, pretty much. I'm in the box before I could stop him. Just like, no, don't do that. Don't do Oh, God, you've done it. He's so gross. He's like a little golem. I hate him. He's a frog man. Uh, (laughs) I like frogs, but only when they're not men. (laughs) It was quite evident that he feared or was jealous of some interference when he had got through his disgusting time. Don't you touch my flies. (laughs) My flies. I'm hungry. He said cheerfully, let the lady come in. Good evening, Mr. Renfield, she said. You see, I know you, for Dr. Seward has told me of you. He made no immediate reply, but eyed her all over intently with a set frown on his face. This look gave way to one of wonder, which merged into doubt. Then, to my immense astonishment, he said, You're not the girl the doctor wanted to marry, are you? You can't be, you know, for she's dead. (laughs) Sorry. Thanks, Captain Obvious. Yeah. Mrs. Harker smiled sweetly as she replied, Oh no, I have a husband of my own to whom I was married before I ever saw Dr. Seward or he me. Uh, I am Miss Harker. Awkward. Mm. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Um, there's a You're bit of, not dead. There's I'm also not. a bit when um, after when Dr. Seward is like, How did you know I was I proposed to someone? He's like, 
you had a different energy. <laughs> He's very perceptive. I could tell you were in love. I could tell your Mer- Mercury tell. was in retrograde. You know, you gave him and a whole vibe. I know when she said no. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, shone through like a bitch. Thanks, Renfield. Hmm. Anyway, they're chatting about um, Renfield's condition. Um, and he says... Why, I myself am an instance of a man who had a strange belief. Indeed, it was no wonder that my friends were alarmed and insisted on me being put under control. I used to fancy that life was a positive and perpetual entity and that by consuming a multitude of live things, no matter how low in the scale of creation, one might indefinitely prolong life. At times I held the belief so strongly that it actually tried to take human life. The doctor here will bear me out. On one occasion, I tried to kill him for the purposes of strengthening my vital powers by the assimilation with my own body of his life through the medium of his blood relying of course upon the scriptural phrase for the blood is the life though indeed the vendor of a certain nostrum has vulgarized the truism to the very point of contempt isn't that true doctor i i nodded assent for sure um, I, i was so amazed that i hardly knew what to either think or say it was hard to imagine that I had seen him eat up his spiders and flies not five minutes before. Uh, you seem quite together now on the yeah, whole. Yeah, like, I used to believe. Like, I really understand what my friend's section is. I love, like, it's very strange. I used to believe that, you know, that drinking human blood would make me live forever. And you've got a little something there. Oh, yes, my spider. Right. Like, so you're not eating them for power? No, just, I, I got a bit of a tears for him. Yeah. Oh, very well. Bring her in. <laughs> oh, <no! laughs> I, I like it. We've all got our vices, Doctor. I just love that Doctor Seward's sort of like, ladies come see you. Okay, cool. Cool. No! <laughs> like, Jesus, you're so weird! Jesus Christ! <laughs> Jesus! Anyway, so that night, they all gather to plan their next steps. Okay, so there's going to be some information coming your way, guys. That's just important, so bear with. Do you remember that when Jonathan was staying with Dracula, right back at the beginning, Dracula had workmen shoveling up earth in the castle? And he tried to send a letter via them and they gave it to Dracula. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so the Dracula had the workmen putting earth that was in the castle mm. into huge crates yes. uh, for some unknown reason. All that was going on. And then these crates of earth were shipped to England yes. and have been stored in a house in London. We know this because it was all done through Jonathan's legal company. Mm-hmm. These boxes are a big deal mm-hmm. um, because they have holy earth in them. And a weird trope from Dracula that didn't catch on is that vampires can only rest in holy ground. Which doesn't make sense. Because they can't go in churches. Because they, everything fucks them up. That's holy yeah. crucifixes, holy water. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's why that didn't catch on. It does go slightly mm. deeper than that. Um, but seriously, it's weird. So the other thing is that because he's from Transylvania, he can only rest and recuperate to be his young and like sexy, powerful self. self <laughs> if he rests in Transylvanian soil, um, which I get more. But it does still have to be consecrated. So holy earth from Transylvania yeah he's very specific which is why he brought it with him yeah um, 29k crates of it no yeah. 50 crates of it to be precise wow um, sorry does it lose its potency or is he just worried he's going to lose a crate no he has plans with these crates that you will learn oh oh okay yeah anyway their plan is to destroy the boxes of soil in order to stop him having a refuge and how do they make the consecrated vampire soil intolerable to vampires you might ask mm. Well, obviously, they make it more holy. <laughs> There's some holy water in it. They put um, a wafer in it, you know, like the um, oh, holy yeah, wafer. Yeah. The same things it. they used to keep Mina in her tomb. Some yeah. wafer and, what was it, chewing tobacco or something. Yeah, yeah. Just, to, well, just to gum up the gas. Just gum it with some wafers. Yeah. It's so fucking weird. It's really, I just, I get the Transylvanian thing that it has to be from his homeland. Mm. Fine. Why did it have to be consecrated? Yeah, that makes no sense. But then also, 
Lucy is in a Christian was in a Christian graveyard and she seemed she to vibe in there. Maybe it's just because like back then most people were religious, you're gonna get buried in a graveyard. So So, so you can only recuperate and consecrate that does kinda of make sense. I was like just in like, a fighting chance. It's then... like in grave earth. Yeah, I mean, in Buffy, they always come up in the graveyard, don't they? Yeah, that's yeah. funny because that's where they've been buried. They well, do this some... is what I mean. So... But they do sometimes pop up in the morgue still, don't they? Yeah, they do. Depends how quickly it takes hold. Yeah, depends <laughs> how quickly you can get the funeral out. Yeah, 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 yeah. This day and age, they're popping up in the morgue. Oh, God. It's a real hazard of working in a morgue, I should imagine. Can you imagine if you worked in a morgue and one of your colleague played a trick on you and sat up like, it's not, it's not funny, Ben. It's, it's not just funny. not funny. It's just not funny. Ben, it's just not funny. No, this is workplace bullying. <laughs> like, this like, is Can you imagine, like, uh, she smacked me in the head with a metal tube. He pretended to be a living corpse. <laughs> like, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. That does, I, oh, I'd fucking kill him. I know someone that's got a job as a funeral, like, um, liaison planner person. I wonder if they have to deal with bodies. Ask them. I will. I wish to know. <laughs> anyway, um, so I'm going to throw some more information at you now. So we've got the um, the Holy Earth mm-hmm. that has to be extra holy to get rid of the mm-hmm. vampires. And from Transylvania. And from Transylvania. It's better this way than in snippets over the 200 pages, which is what I had to go through. <laughs> um, they're also piecing together um, things the Count can do. So he can turn into a bat or a wolf. He can control animals such the as rats. The wolf was the Count? Yeah. Oh, I just thought it was a buddy this whole time. Okay, right. No, the cool. count stuck his head through the window and killed yeah. Lucy's mum. In wolf form. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right, yeah, cool, mm-hmm. cool. That's what he does. I think I'd have been even more scared if he just stuck his count head through the window, to be honest. These <laughs> wolves are cute. Yeah. I mean, it's all about context, isn't it? I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd be fucking terrified if a wolf stuck its head through. I oh, would... shit. Will... Wolves, proper wolves are massive. <laughs> yeah, they are big. Imagine we're running in here right now. Do you like a belly rub? <laughs> I wouldn't ask the count if he wanted a belly rub. No, I fucking wouldn't. I... Sorry, the water tank went and I just got scared. Yeah, I thought the count um, was coming. There are cracks in that door. He could get in. Oh my God, he could. He really... fought on the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, he can turn into things and he can squeeze through like tiny... No- oh, he can also turn into mist and travel further this way. Like a fart on the breeze. Like a fart on the breeze and slip in through tiny cracks and nooks and crannies. Like a fart on the breeze. <laughs> yeah. How can you protect yourself from that? How can you protect yourself from mist? Yeah. Uh, they has also found out um, by crazy coincidence that the house... Seriously, Stoker, dude. Mm. Um, the house Dracula has bought, though they suspect he has bought more, happens to be the house next door to Dr. Seward's asylum. <sighs> like... Great. Lol. Like, I just... Okay, yeah. yeah. I just, how's no one flagging that? Like... And that's why Renfield has been having weird little connections with Dracula. He's like, my master, my master. Ugh. And why he has his weird murderous times. So they plan to break into the house tonight. See what's what and form a plan. They're going to break into Dracula's house? Yeah. I fucking hope you've got this theory right, everyone. <laughs> this poor little old man. <laughs> ah! <laughs> this guy will like, kick his dog. That's my um, husky. Like, yeah, I know. So now you're all caught up on the deets, dear listener, mm. and us, as we are women. Mm-hmm. Uh, male listeners, you're good. But we're not allowed to know anymore because it's deemed far too horrid for dear ladies, delicate minds, and they tell Mina to get lost. <gasps> but she's the one who's fucking been together. I'm well, not even... Good fucking luck, you twats. I'm you're going to need it. It's so fucking rude. Um, so she's put all the fucking work in. She typed up everyone's diaries, getting them all in order to see all the events and sequence. She's the one that's pieced the link between um, Renfield and Lucy and made that fucking connection. Um, now they're kicking her out. 
I was right. fucking fuming when I read this. I've done all this fucking work. And they're like, no, go away, please. The boys have got it. It's even more annoying than that. Mm. That's annoying. Don't get me wrong. Mm. And now, sorry, and now for you, Madame Mina, this night is the end until all be well. You are too precious to us to have such risk. When we part tonight, you no more must question. We shall tell you all in good time. We are men and are able to bear, but you must be our star and our hope, and we shall act all the more free that you are not in the danger such as we are. All the men, Ethan Jonathan, seemed relieved, but it did not seem to me good that they should brave danger and perhaps lessen their safety, strength being the best safety, through care of me. But their minds were made up, and though it was a bitter pill for me to swallow, I could say nothing, mm. save to accept their chivalrous care for me. Oh, uh, no. Fuck off, Said Mina. no fucking woman ever. I am hurt. <laughs> a plague upon both your houses. <laughs> a plague. Both your houses. That's how I read it. Mm. I am hurt. <laughs> a plague on both your houses. <laughs> Fully how I'd react. Yeah, yeah. I'm so angry, and mm. it makes me even more angry. She's all like, "They're being nice. <laughs> I go to bed. I'm out of bed. I'm ready night. Mina. I drink caramel tea. Mina, get a fucking grip and beat them up. Yeah, so punch them. Say, oh, I'm taking my collation of works away. Do you know Good what you're doing? Luck. No, you fucking don't. You don't Bunch of fun, and it's also the fact that like you can't even be involved in meetings anymore, and it's sort of like even meetings clever. <laughs> yeah, but I'm fucking smarter than all of you. It's ah <sighs> no. Also, sorry, but so she yeah, she's intelligent. She's an integral party member, and Jonathan already lost his mind for weeks after hanging out with the count. Yeah, Arthur can barely get through a fucking sentence without tearing <laughs> up and breaking down, and yet it's the orchestrator for the whole thing coming together who gets booted out because she's of a delicate mind or because she doesn't have a fucking penis fuck you everyone everyone like, everyone yeah bin now. no no bram stoker yeah you know nothing of women and i'm angry with you mm-hmm. bram, i'm angry stoker what a massive poker <laughs> of me. shit <laughs> um Hi guys, Marsha butting in here. So as this week's episode was getting rather long, I have taken the executive decision to split it in half. So the second half is going to be along in a couple of days. You won't have to wait a full week. But yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying so far. And we will pick up, uh, yeah, mid Katie's rant still about why the fuck they chose to cut Mina out. I mean, bunch, bunch dickheads. Uh, as always, if you've liked what you've listened to, remember to check us out on the socials. I'm going to get Katie to upload a video of her stress hand gestures. It was a thing to behold, guys. And if you've really liked what you've heard, check us out on Patreon. And uh, yeah, we'll be back in a couple of days. Bye. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Bye.